0: Log
1: Talk Radio. All righty, all righty, all righty. Once again, I thank you all for tuning in. For those who are on the audio version of the podcast, uh, we had technical difficulties with the video. Uh, the video had no audio, but the audio version of the podcast was working. And so I went on to kind of rigged it up a little bit, but I appreciate you all so much for tuning in. What we're going to do tonight's topic is I'm my own worst enemy. We're going to talk about overcoming self-hate and sabotaging your own life. You know, um, To me, everything happened for a reason, and for us to be able to, in spite of the difficulties or whatever, um, I feel that a lot of times right now, especially during this pandemic, uh, it's a lot of people that's going through things. There is so much, especially pertaining to domestic violence. I don't know, and I can't say uh, exactly why people do things the way they do or uh, why they think. Sometimes some people think low upon themselves for various reasons. It's so many different reasons. And so just cutting straight to the chase, um, you know, the way that we view ourselves or the way we view growing up and our attitude directed towards us, shape how we see ourselves harmful views directed at us by our parents or other influential caretakers are really 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 crucial in making our self-esteem just as a parent's positive attitude towards us can lead us to developing a healthy self-esteem or confidence well a more critical attitude can promote the opposite. And so a lot of times, even with um, people making themselves their own enemy or believing that they're their own enemy, a lot of times it shows pertaining to what we have dealt with in our life. I mean, when a person has been beaten up and not just, Verbally, it could be physically. a lot of times when a person have uh, been beaten up either through parent, through family, through friends, in a relationship, something and especially if there is a pattern, you know if you think about it when people continue to say the same thing about you, sometimes you begin to believe that especially when it comes from people that you're supposed to respect or love. And so a lot of times when you think about it, a lot of times so many people, they feel that, well, you know what, um, maybe it was God's will for me to uh, be abused or uh, be mistreated, all these things. I actually heard someone say, because they were in a toxic relationship, I heard someone say maybe it was God's will for them to die in a relationship. I, I kid you not. And you'd be surprised People' ideal of love, that's the first thing we have to understand. You know, what is their definition of love? We always tell people, you know, you got to love yourself. That's true. But you have to also understand what is their definition of love because their definition of love may not be love at all. It can be attraction. And a lot of times when you look at it, a lot of times some people – they equate love based upon the physical. Now, to, we know that love is a, an action word, but also on the same token, love is more than just sex. And unfortunately, some people equate love with sex their terminology of love is giving a person set, And then also on the same token, when you ask them about love, define what love is in their mindset, a lot of time, their ideal of love is based on doing for somebody else and never anything associated with themselves. So when you talk to them, all they know is, living the life for somebody else, but not for themselves. And then also on the same token, when they deal with different situations, when they deal with relationships, all these things that are unhealthy, we're not just talking about a healthy relationship. No, we're talking about an unhealthy relationship. Sometimes their their idea of love and especially being in a bad relationship, to them a bad relationship is better than no relationship and some of their mindset. And so instead of them leaving that bad or unhealthy relationship, they rather stay. And unfortunately, instead of going and being by themselves or taking a chance of finding love somewhere else, they rather stay right there. And sometimes we hear that old saying, well, you know, it's better to deal with the devil that you know than deal with the devil that you don't know. And so they'll stay in a bad relationship. And then when things happen where they by themselves, then what happens is they begin to punish themselves. Sometimes based upon the decisions of their past, they would rather instead of dealing with things or holding people accountable or even just releasing somebody, sometimes they'll beat themselves up. And it's so sad that when they beat themselves up, they'll choose people that will treat them the way they treat themselves, and that's bad. Now, it's one thing for us to be able to be in a relationship that's healthy and for us to be able to appreciate ourselves, but then a lot of people who see themselves as their worst enemy, they don't choose someone that's better for them. They choose someone that's worse for them or choose someone that's going to confirm for them to be their own enemy. And so with some of these things, we want to just, like I said, breathe through because it seemed like everything was going on, but we know that everything happened for a reason. And it's not a coincidence that all this stuff transpired. So what we have to look at, When a person is making themselves their own enemy, we have to look at they make wrong decisions. They beat themselves up. Sometimes they feel guilty. Sometimes they have a guilt trip on themselves. Sometimes they have a hard time forgiving themselves. And also, some people, self-mutilization, which means they physically punish themselves. There are people, there are people that will physically punish themselves through punching themselves, cutting themselves, biting themselves, all these things, not just pertaining to taking drugs or alcohol, things that they know that that may be very unhealthy for them, but like I said, also because they are so, if you want to say shut off emotionally, they don't feel any emotional pain, they equate them feeling pain since they can't feel it with their emotions, they punish them they punish themselves to feel the pain physically. You know, um I was at work Friday. I was at work Friday and there was an inmate that was in front of me and he was talking to himself and all this stuff. He was getting booked in, hey look here, no big deal. But then all of a sudden he started talking and that's saying you know, he walking by the wall and BAM, BAM started hitting himself on the wall with his head. I'm like, my goodness, you know, but unfortunately, because those that know, I've been working in the jail for a while, when we see behavior like that, it becomes the norm. That sounds so, that sounds so bad, but unfortunately, that doesn't mean that we're cold or anything like that, but when you see that, you have to deal with it without, you know, you know, just scaring you because the shock value of how a person punishes themselves with me, my shock value is gone. My shock value left a long time ago. And not just how people punishing themselves on the outside, oh, excuse me, on the inside of jail, but also looking at on the outside. There are so many people, you know, they hurt. There are so many people, they have so much regret of mistakes they made in the past. And so what they'll do, a lot of times they feel like, well, you know what, Um, you know, maybe God is punishing me. They they think that God is punishing them and God want to punish them by subject them to some type of physical hurt or physical abuse, something like that. I don't know if I said this during this recording or the first one, but I even had somebody to tell me that, it was God's will for them to die in a relationship. I'm not talking about dying as, you know, um, to death do us part. No, I ain't talking about that. We talking about getting killed in a relationship. Yes, because the relationship they were in was an abusive relationship. And so they felt like, well, you know, maybe it's God's will for me to die in in, uh, uh, that way. I said, oh, no. See, their understanding of their identity, has totally been off their identity their, their their meaning or their definition of god is totally off but what do we do i want to i want to bring up some things you know first of all we have to look at you know why some folks why some folks inflict pain or harm upon themselves, a lot of times it's the wrong thought process. Like I mentioned, you know, their ideal of who they are or their ideal of what they deserve. You You know, a lot of times when we look at it, there are some people, when you really think about it, they're so negative about themselves. And sometimes it's because what they have allowed other people to say about them. But I want to challenge each and every one of you all who may feel that way. Forget about what somebody said about you. Forget about how somebody treated you. What is your identity of yourself? Okay, let me ask this. Who are you? What do you deserve? Ask yourself who are you? If you don't know yourself, and this is not to throw shade, this is not to uh make a person feel bad or anything like that. No, no, no. This is for us to help each other. Now, you may know other people better than you. But let's first let's first get the understanding of what we need to do. Instead of investing time with someone else. Instead of investing time for someone else, how about you change what you invest into others and start investing into yourself? There are some people, I'm going to be honest, there are some people right now, they they are in a relationship right now that they know that it's not fit for them. Like I said, they would rather deal with the devil that they know versus the devil that they don't know. They would rather be in a healthy, an unhealthy relationship or in a bad relationship than no relationship at all. They would rather be with someone just to have somebody so they won't be with nobody. But they look at themselves as nobody or they allow themselves to be treated as nobody. I'm going to tell you something. Control how people treat you. I know some people, well, no, you can't. Yes, you can. You can control how people treat you. I'm going to say it like this. The power is now shifted to you. You have every right to be treated the way that God said you're supposed to be treated. Now, anyone that does not meet that criteria to treat you the way that God tells you to be treated, what you have to do, you have to give them the walking papers in your life. There are some people that you have to dismiss out of your life, regardless of who they are. There are some people that you have to dismiss, and I'm going to tell you something, just because they are in your life doesn't mean that God authorized them for your life. There are people that we have chosen in our life that we have not gotten the approval of God to allow them access to our life. It's keeping it real. There are some people we choose sometimes based upon our own selfish greed. There are some people that we choose based on a need that we have, and the needs ain't always healthy. The needs ain't always good. I have heard so many people throughout my time. They have told me, well, you know, I love them. Okay, what do you know about them? Well, well, you know, they, they, they're, they're a good person. They're a good person, but they're beating on you. Oh, they're a good person, but they mistreat you. What makes them good? Oh when they're in the bed with you, or when they try to get in the bed with you. But also, not only the females that are receiving that kind of treatment, there are some guys that are being treated bad. There are some guys that will allow themselves to be treated badly by people. And not just to pertaining to a relationship with boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, but also even family also, even of uh, friendships, you know, there are some people. They see themselves as cursed. They see themselves as well. You know, um, you know, I, 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 I'm supposed to help people, and, and I'm, I'm gonna say this: there are so many people. They would try to throw the Bible, try to throw scriptures in a non-scripture environment. What do I mean? Okay, for example, one incident, there are some people, there are some young ladies that would try to be a wife or give wife benefits to a boyfriend. I've seen so many young ladies reading even self-help books or helpful books pertaining to being a submissive wife, and they ain't married to the joker. You trying to be a submissive wife to a dude that ain't committed to you and, you know, unfaithful to you or he disrespecting you. I'm going to say it like this. You can control how a person treats you. But on the other hand, you can't control how a uh, who a person is. You can't change who a person is. And you can't change who a person is towards your feelings or their feelings towards you. You can't do that. So many people, they try to make the changes themselves, and you ain't the problem other than the person you chose. The only problem that you had was who you chose. But on the other hand, other than that, you chose them, but all their behavior, all their attitude is not your problem. It's their problem. And it's time for us as men to quit trying to make women make us become better men point blank men are supposed to be the leaders the spiritual i'm gonna say this the spiritual leaders the men supposed to be the covering the protectors of young ladies men are supposed to do that But unfortunately, who's doing it? The women. And it ain't God's will, nor is not God's word, for the young ladies to protect us. It's us as men, real men, speak up and protect our women. But also what we have to do, women, quit picking men. Quit allowing men to come into your life that ain't equipped to cover you mentally, physically, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. You have control. One of the things I always say, a woman can never be married unless she accepts a proposal from a man. I don't care how a man try to date her, how he try to marry her, all that stuff. He cannot get married to her unless she accept. I'm going to say it old school. The man needs to get on his knees. But I'm going to say this. Not only get on his knees to propose to you, but make sure that not his first time being on his knees. You should be able to see him on his knees first, not by proposing to you, but first talking to God in relationship with God. That right there is a real man that not only praying, but also being able to have the prayer with results. That's the key thing pertaining to a real man, prayer with results. Most of the time, if you see them, pay attention. You you need to see a real man from someone that's an artificial man. And I'm going to say it like this, because I have some people that always ask me for advice pertaining to a relationship, and there are some young ladies who respect me and ask me for advice, and I appreciate it. But I want to let them know, and even I've told some in the past, and I just put it out there for us to be able to be aware. Regardless if it's me or any other man That is respected. If you ask a man for an advice, a man that you respect, a man that's living a godly life, a young man that, you know, sent by God, all these things, a person that you respect, uh, morals, ethics, all that stuff. If you respect him enough to go to him for advice, that must mean that person is a great man, uh, an upstanding man in your eyesight. But understand, ladies, if you ask that man for advice, he's going to try to share with you information for you to have a great quality man. So if a young lady asks me for advice pertaining to a man, I'm going to tell her the idea from a biblical standpoint pertaining to what a man is. So I'm telling you what a man is, and you ask me for my advice. But a lot of times, they won't listen to the advice. They they came to me for the advice, but they don't want to do it, and they get somebody less than what I told them what a man of God is. So my thing, I always tell people, if you're not going to obey the advice, if you're not going to listen to the advice, then don't ask for the advice. And it's so I'm so tired of seeing young ladies living beneath their rights, their benefits. Living beneath their the purpose that God has for them this is a this is a very 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 hurtful hurtful topic for me because it all stems to them being their worst enemy, and not only uh uh, uh being the enemy of themselves pertaining to just how they view themselves, but also even sabotaging the purpose and plan God has for them. There are some because of fear. There are some because of uh, experiences in the past. It'll make them become fearful of being in a committed relationship. There are some that have been so used to being in a bad relationship, and what they do when they think that they're in a healthy relationship, sometimes they get fearful because they never be in a healthy relationship and they feel like they're going to mess it up eventually. So what they'll do, they find themselves sabotaging the relationship deliberately or indeliberately. You know, it's like when a person being in a relationship that they've been dogged, they've been used and all this stuff and then they get a good person and instead of them appreciating the good person, what they do, what happened to them in that bad relationship, now they start doing that in a healthy relationship. So they become who hurt them. They become the person that sometimes they don't forgive. And like I said, sometimes because of their hatred uh, or their unforgiveness they have dealt with within themselves or uh, being in a relationship, they have so much unforgiveness or Guilt pertaining to be in a bad relationship, they will sabotage not only a relationship pertaining to a courtship, but also even relationship pertaining to friendship or even family. Not realizing, a lot of times, how to say that some people they've been so used to drama, drama is comfortable to them. It's bad to deal with so much pain, and then once you still in that pain, the pain. Becomes numb. It's bad when you become numb to harmful or toxic situations. And so, I'm going to scoot over. So, a couple of things I want to bring up, and I'm kind of speeding up a little bit. But one of the things I always tell people we have to look at, you know, the mind. How do you think? Of course, I mentioned, what do you think about love? What is your identity? What is your definition of love? Okay, what about you? Who are you? You know, how do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? You know, where you see yourself 5, 10, 20 years from now? How do you see yourself next week? Do you know who you are? Also, understanding the mindset. And then also understanding more about studying who you are. Taking the time out. Look, understand, in order for you to really get a chance to know who you are, you got to spend some quality time with yourself. That means sometimes you have to face the back. It's okay to be alone, it's okay for you to be able to just shut out. And get real acquainted with, with yourself, or if you can't get real acquainted with yourself because you've never been with yourself, it's time you really get acquainted with yourself. Count yourself as a person that's important, but also on the same token, before you really understand who you are, the only way for you to understand who you are, you got to understand who He is, understand who Jesus Christ is, and as you understand who He is, then He'll teach you who you are, and then also he'll show you how you're supposed to be treated. There's a standard of how you're supposed to be treated. There's a standard of how people are supposed to talk to you. Yes. And you know what? It's okay to tell people no. I found out a lot of times we allow ourselves to be mistreated or have people to talk to us in any kind of way because a lot of times we hold people on a pedestal and we feel like well you know i don't want them to leave me or you know i gotta look over them no we gotta vocalize and make a stance and start putting boundaries up so that way we won't be accepting foolishness or trash because we are not trash bins, we're not garbage cans we're human beings and I'm going to say it like this. Let's just say, for example, I'm someone that you highly respect and all that stuff. Or I say this person. This person is someone that you highly respect. Just as much as respect as this person deserves is the same amount that you deserve. See, everybody deserves to be loved, everybody deserves to be appreciated. But what happens, we choose people that would depreciate our value. We choose people who don't love us, who don't respect us. We choose people in our life, and sometimes we choose people and we think that God going to change them. And God is saying, look here, you chose them. That was not your assignment. You brought them into your world, and they were not meant for your world. Sometimes we pick other people's problems. Sometimes we pick people. Matter of fact, I'll say it like this. Sometimes we pick our own kryptonite. And we wonder why we're not growing. We wonder why we are emotionally down. We're emotionally powerless. We're mentally powerless. We're spiritually powerless because we have chosen our own kryptonite. And that was not our assignment. I'm going to say it like this. Our kryptonite may be somebody else's blessing. But it may not be our blessing. Is our kryptonite. We pick somebody ain't ready, who ain't mentally mature, ain't spiritually mature, and we get them undeveloped when God has somebody already ready for us, but we're choosing half-baked or no-baked dough versus waiting trusting on God and allowing Him to be able to get us in a place where we on our own, and for us to know ourselves and to love ourselves and appreciate ourselves, and then the person comes and meet us and they're ready. And get this, not only are they ready, but they want to protect you. They want to love you. They want to appreciate you. They want to serenade you. They want to give you shivery. But no young, I'm going to say it like this, no young lady, no young lady have the right to try to teach a boy how to be a man. You know what? To be honest with you, I wish, boy, I tell you, I wish that we see more men to just tell young ladies, hey, look here, no, nah, I ain't ready. Look here, I ain't trying to be in the committed relationship. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to go on about your business. Now, a lady will pursue a guy. Well, excuse me, some young ladies will pursue a guy, and she know he ain't ready. But you think you can love him enough to change him. You think you can sex him enough to change him. Well, all he needs is a good woman. No, 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 no. That's not going to make him a good man. A good woman can't make a bad boy to become a good man. Nah. The only person that can change someone is God. But also, God don't want you to pick somebody that ain't ready for you to just wait and hoping that they're going to change. That's not your assignment. God not tell you to wait for him. God told you to go. And as you go, you, look, you're look, going to cross the path of the one that God has for you. But sometimes we're waiting on people. We're waiting on people that's actually designed for somebody else. Like I said, somebody else's problem. I didn't know I was going to say all that, but I really don't care. I'm just trying to help so that way we can start seeing some healthy relationships. I'm tired of seeing so many people getting killed or beaten or assaulted or abused over a bad relationships, toxic relationships, domestic violence, all that stuff. And so when someone chooses, in a a bad relationship or a toxic relationship and especially when there's a pattern so many people they take all that negative stuff that was said that was done and they take that into their own identity and so what we have to do we have to release those things and forgive ourselves first of all even if there are some people who want to forgive that person There are some people who want to forgive the person who have hurt them, forgive the person who may have done them wrong, all this stuff. That's fine and dandy. But even if they don't deserve it, what you have to do, you have to realize you have to forgive yourself. Don't worry about, well, you know, they they ain't worth forgiving. No, look here. You have to forgive that person. But understand that forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. So, So what? That person hasn't changed. That person's still a dog. Or that that person is still a cougar. So what? Forgiveness has nothing to do with them. It's for you. It's for your heart. It's for your mindset. Forgive them so that way you can be able to be cleansed. Because when you hold on to unforgiveness, that's toxic. When you hold on to unforgiveness, that's poison. That's spiritual and emotional poison. That's something that God did not have for us to deal with. God did not want us to deal with that mess. That's not our responsibility to be dealing with holding on to unforgiveness. Even if they, I'm going to say it like this, even if they did you wrong and y'all went y'all separate ways and now their next relationship, they start doing better. Look, they abandoned you and your kids. They abandoned their own child. They don't take care of their child. But then now, they have another relationship with another family. Your kids are grown out the house, but now they have another family and they start doing what they should have done in your house. Now they're doing it in her house. You can mess with you right here. But you know what? Even if they never apologize, you still forgive them for your sake, for your mindset. But one of the things I always say, just because you forgive a person, that does not mean that you're a walking man and allow them to treat you any kind of way. Also in the same token, not only in you forgiving them, but forgive yourself for the choices or the mistakes of your past. That's something that we have to really understand. So many people it's easy for them to forgive somebody who hurt them, but it's hard for them to forgive themselves. Why not release yourself from the hurt, from the pain, from the misunderstanding that you have, may have caused yourself, the choices that you made. Look, here, who knows? If you had a known better, maybe you would have done better. But on the other hand, even if you didn't do better, still forgive yourself. You have another chance because you're still alive. As long as there's breath in your body, you still have a chance. I don't care. Look, look here. I don't care if you got 15 kids by 19 different baby daddies. So what? As long as you're alive, there's still a chance, not just that love, but of life. You know, true enough, we deal with some of the consequences of our choice, but God promised to help us even in our mistakes we've made. If we repent, give it to him. He want to come and help us in whatever situation that we have caused ourselves to be in. Not just what well, the devil did. it. No, he don't want to just help us with that. He want to help us even in our own mistakes we have chosen. So, we have to understand that. Now, I want to speak about this real quick. Understand, the depth of being forgiven, the depth of being forgiven has to be equal or greater than the depth of the pain that we have dealt with. In other words, They have to feel. There are so many people when it pertains to that, like I mentioned earlier about um, self inflicting pain and all that stuff. There are so many people they want to punish themselves. So many people they feel like, well, you know, uh, they feel like they have to punish themselves and not realizing God forgave them. But also, what's the point of hurting yourself? You're precious. You know what? Matter of fact, um, I say like this: uh, my son Dylan. One time, he um, he ended up playing the game. mean <clears throat> he ended up playing the game, and he like, man, you know. I'm like, hey, hey, man, you know. He slapped his he slapped his uh, leg. Hey, man. Even with that, hey, you don't don't do that to yourself, man. Not only because you know. You're a precious young man. I mean, look here, you're my child. You're my son. You know, that might be small, but to me, I don't look here, you gotta understand who you represent. But also you understand who you are. You're my child. And think about this. If that's my child physically, what about
0: spiritually?
1: Who he belongs to? So the same thing with you. Regardless of who your biological father is? What about your spiritual father? you God's child. Why would you hurt someone that he loves? And look here, God ain't punish it. Why you punish yourself? Look, it is not worth, it is not worth causing harm or pain upon yourself. But also, even pertaining to, speak about this real quick, even speaking about, you know, relationships and all that, you know, a lot of time we choose people and we think that they can make us feel complete, make us happy. And we choose the people who don't even know themselves. You know, we don't know who we're choosing and we don't know who they are. But we choose folks who we don't know who they are for them to love us and treat us with the love that they don't even know for themselves. We don't know ourselves. We don't love ourselves, but we choose the people expecting them to love us when they don't even love themselves. You understand that? If you really think about it, a lot of times we think so much stuff, but if we really just start speaking out loud what we think, I think it'll make us, you know, make better decisions. We got to start making better decisions with our life. You know, I have to look at myself more than just, you know, me. I got to look at, I have a son. I have a child. I have family that love me, that respect me. And even if right now, let's just say I get my money and I want to go to the strip club. Or let's say if I want to use some drugs or whatever. Okay, I got money, but what I got to think about, all that ain't my money. You know who it belongs to? My son. My son, my accountability partner. Every parent that have children, you're accountable towards your children. So in other words... If I want to see a young lady and like, mm, oh, no, she have, a, oh, she's nicely shaping. Oh yeah, oh, she can make a good sex partner. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But you also got to think about, huh? How are they gonna treat my child? <laughs> because you're more than just an individual. You're a parent, or you're a business partner. I mean, you you're a business person. So you choosing someone, and you have to look at what's at stake understand the risk. When we think about what's at stake pertaining to the decisions that we make, we got to count up the cost. A lot of times we make wrong decisions because we have not taken inventory. We have not evaluated the inventory that God has invested into us. In other words, I'm saying it like this. It's more to you than what you see in the mirror. It's more to you than what you see in the mirror. Most of the time, some of us we only to see a fraction of ourselves. But there are other people that can see us. There's an old saying that said, people can see your crown before you see yours. You have to look in the mirror to see your crown. And even when you see the crown, you can only see half of it right in front of you. But somebody can come right in front of you and recognize your crown before you see yours and also walk all the way around you and get a 360 view of your crown. But God is trying to give you a spiritual mirror for you to be able to go into the mirror, not just see the front of your crown, but put the mirror behind you for you to see the reflection of the one behind you, for you to see your whole image, not rely upon somebody to tell you, or not somebody to rely upon to treat you as what you should be treated. So we end up picking people who sometimes don't know who we are, but because they don't know or love who they are, we end up choosing someone that's gonna bring us down to their level of how they treat or feel about themselves. Hmm. That's that if you think about it, does that sound logical? No. But one of the things we have to think about, sometimes we make these decisions and we don't count up the cost. We don't really think about who we really are, you know, okay, I see everything working, okay, good now, going to relationship and i'm I'm gonna kind of speak about that a little bit because a lot of it when I've seen some of the people when I've interviewed talking to so many people, some way somehow there's been some type of relationship that's been unhealthy. And they end up changing the course of their mindset. It might have been one particular or major relationship or a series of relationships. And sometimes people choose because excuse me, they choose because they feel like that's what they deserve. Or they feel like they're not good enough to be in a healthy relationship or, it, or with a right person. Or I've seen some that, well, you know, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I just, you know, I got a past or whatever. So what? Change. You, get this. You had a past, but you also have a future. So why are you keeping your past in the front of your mind and choosing people that resembles your past? Why? It's not worth it. I'm going to tell you something. Ladies, just point blank. So many young ladies, they'll stay with the wrong guy because they don't really trust God. But they're not realizing if you trust God enough to leave that toxic relationship alone, don't you know God can send the right man to you? Look here, you might not have ever gotten out of your city or even gotten out of your state, but if you put God's word to the test and you surrender everything to him, obey, trust, and not trying to use God as a pimp daddy, but surrender yourself to him, don't you know the husband that God has for you, God can move him from overseas and bring him to your neighborhood. I, I want I want you to think about that and forget about well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I used to be a stripper or the soul. I know a lot of people who have had a, a crazy past, but that's what it was—a past. It wasn't their current. You know what? Matter of fact, uh, this is this is a Bible right here. If, if I'm not mistaken, it might be in yours. But I know it's in mine. Uh, there's a lot of people in the Bible who have had a uh, really a crazy past, but God still used them in, st- in spite of their past and gave them a bright future. Huh. Uh, so th- that's that's the God I serve. I don't know about the God you serve, but I know the God I serve, he can forgive. The God I serve, and that's who I'm trying to introduce you to. I don't know what your ideology is about God or whatever like that, but God wants a personal relationship with me and he wants a relationship with you. And also what he wanna do, he wanna give you his best. But what you have to do, you have to get the crazy guy out of your heart to get the one that's in God's hand. Get the right man that's in God's hand. It comes from his heart. But God not gonna send his best and you're still holding on to your worst. In order for you to get what's in God's hand, God's possession, how about you free your hands? I can say this safely: It's better to trust what's in God's hands than what's in your hands. Hmm. And Some people, well, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I like, I like being. We all adults. We're gonna keep it real, you know. But I, I, I like, I like being a little freaky, you know. And all that. Look here, God knows what you like. God knows your needs, and I'm gonna say it like this: Sex is for the married people. God knows that you won't do benevolence, and he'll have you a man that will give you due benevolence. <laughs> so understand, quit putting God in a box. He already know what you need. He know you're wild and crazy.
0: <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: But God has the best for you. God, When God gives riches, he adds no sorrow. God don't cause any, or produce any, or give any drama. But we pick people that are problematic and dramatic. But it's time for you to make better choices. Better choices, especially pertaining to love. So understand, what you have to do, let's talk about some of this. In making better choices, and I'm I'm definitely going to have to speak about this Uh, Again, one day, because there's a lot of notes that I I take, and because of how everything was, I'm, I'm just going by what I remember. But I will revisit this show again. But let's talk about this. What can you do to make better choices pertaining to the relationship that you're in so you can stop sabotaging your own life or sabotaging your decisions and stuff? First of all, when it comes down to um when it come down to dating, the first thing you have to do is realize that you need to start paying more attention to the red flags. Pay more attention to these red flags sometimes one two okay, pay attention to the red flags. understand that there is a difference there is a difference between. Dating, excuse me, going on a date, I'm going to say it again. There's a difference between going on a date with the wrong person versus dating the wrong person. Clarify. See, you can go on a date and then you realize, oh, this is not the right person. Now, I'm not talking about you find out before the date. If you find out before the date that they're the wrong person, then you don't go on no date, leave them alone. But you go on a date and you find out, what, red flags, red flags, red flags. That's why I wore red, red flags. You realize they're the wrong person? What you do? Leave them alone. But when you're dating the wrong person, that means that you have Ignore those red flags and you allow that person more access into your life or into your heart. Listen, going on a date. there. See, I'm going to say it like this. There's a lot of great young ladies. But you have to look at there are some great young ladies who might have been prestigious or whatever, but they may have had a bad date. But their responsibility and the reason why they have overcame their situation is because they were able to cut off those bad dates or those bad people or those wrong people off early. They took heed to those red flags. But when you start ignoring these red flags or when you start putting into your mindset, well, let, let me, well, you know, everybody ain't perfect. And Listen, let's stop making excuses for the wrong decisions that we're making because it's not just affecting you, but it's affecting everyone who loves you and also those who are connected to you. So understand, in the very beginning, when you start seeing red flags, those red flags are there for a reason. Who created those red flags? Who bringing you those red flags? It's God that's showing you these red flags for you to avoid, for for you to know this is not the one for you. I'm showing you these red flags because they do not need to be in your life. People, they see these red flags, but they'll ignore it. Or instead of them... Xing them out of their life or they're not dating them, but they still give the person the wrong person access into their life. That is not your assignment. Red flag people are not your assignments. Red flag people are people that are not meant for you. They're not your responsibility. And I know you're a nice person. You're a kind person. You know, you hate to be mean. Look here, giving a person the truth ain't being mean. What's being mean is depriving a person from the truth. So if you don't want to date them and you don't want to be with them, you're doing them a favor. Actually, you're doing your purpose a favor, too, and you're doing your future husband or future wife a favor, You're releasing that person. You're moving that person out of the way to give God access to bring the right one to you. But the right one can't come when you're holding on to the wrong one. So understand, God wants you to stop overlooking these red flags. These red flags are horrible. These red flags are toxic. These red flags can be deadly. Red flag people are not your assignment, and I know some people. Well, you know, he just need a friend, or or she just need a friend, or I'm gonna help them get safe. Is not your responsibility. I'm gonna say it like this: Men need to minister to men. Women need to minister to women. You know why? Because sometimes when you minister to the opposite sex, and you know that person ain't the one for you, what you subconsciously may do is try to help them, not. For him, but for yourself. So, keeping it real, even if you may say, "Well, you know that person needs some help," then you you introduce them to someone of the same sex and let them deal with them. Because you know what happened when that person is referred over to a man. You know what. All that foolishness, all that, well, you know, say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my life, oh God, trying to get my life right. Look here, they ain't going to sugarcoat no man. <laughs> man will recognize game. Men can recognize game from other men. Women can recognize game from other women. So if he really trying to be right, then you let him be in the care of another man and you stay out of it. Leave them alone. Let God deal with it. But as long as you try to check and see for yourself, well, well, but don't be too harsh. I get so tired of hearing these women baby these boys. I don't care if it's a someone that they were interested in or the wrong person or even their own child. Quit baby and you don't know, baby men, you don't know, baby men, men. Men were meant to be leaders, and do you think leaders or leadership have not had any struggle, have not had growing pains? No, we've had that. That's what makes us develop. But as long as a woman is pacifying a boy, he will not grow up to be a man. He may physically grow up, but mentally or spiritually, he going to still be dependent upon Some woman, I'm going to say it like this, women, even when you have children, you have to look at it like this, even though that may be your son, but you have to understand you gave birth to somebody else's husband. You gave birth to somebody's husband. Your son, you're raising for him to be a husband for somebody, some young girl. So you have to understand, he's going to be in your care, but also on the same token, he's going to need to know how to be a man. And the way for him to understand how, how to be a man or what a man's responsibilities are is from another man, male, healthy, mentally, mature male. It's just like a young lady. A young lady can be taught how to be a lady from another female, not no guy. Now, a mother would show a son what type of woman he deserves, what type of woman he needs, but their father's responsibility is for him to show that man, the little boy, how to become a man, and also vice versa. Their father shows the daughter what type of man or what a man really is. You know, if a young lady is being respected by her father, shivery, even going out father and daughter dance. Yeah, and you still say, yes, nothing wrong with that. Having ice cream, going on a little date, father and daughter date, all that stuff. Let me open up the door. Let me res- give you shivery, all these things. So when some joker comes, say say, what's up, you know, you all pretty and everything, and I, uh-uh she'll recognize, uh uh-uh, that's not how I'm supposed to be treated because my daddy don't even treat me like that that bad. Uh Uh-uh, my daddy treat me better than you. But you know what? The father is showing the daughter how to be treated and respected. And you think about the father is showing the daughter how to be treated and how to recognize who the heavenly father brings into her life. That's what you have to think about. So, omitting, not omitting these red flags. Pay attention to these red flags. Also, get better at cutting the wrong people off quicker. That's what I was saying earlier. Recognize these red flags and cut them off. Leave them alone. And you know what? If you don't want to explain anything, just say, well, you know what? Um, Going your own way. Well, why? Why? you know, already said it. That's it. Well, I don't. Well, see, but see, no, no. See, you act like you all too good and all that stuff. Don't you stand there and listen to them berate you. Hang up the phone, block them, remove yourself from social media, <laughs> or, or remove them from your social media status. It's okay for you use that follower. Lose that follower, that one follower, because that's contaminated. Being able to leave these people alone, pay attention to these red flags, and cutting them off earlier, quicker. Also, stop dating based upon potentials and start dating based upon reality. Everybody got potentials. And and like I said, even if you have dealt with some of this stuff, it's good for us to talk about it so you can know to release yourself, pain, the pain, the bad mistakes, feeling like, well, I deserve that. You don't deserve that. No. So stop dating based upon potential and start dating based upon reality. And also, last but not least, being able to understand if you don't love yourself, if you don't really, really know yourself, you can't find your identity in somebody. You're going to end up getting the wrong person. And also, it's not it's not a person's job. Y'all need to be working on the relationship, not the individual. And so with the self-hate is, is being able to just Start appreciate appreciate life. You know, I found that it don't cause anything for us to go outside and look at God's fingerprints in the sky, on the ground, whatever. It was just nature. God made that for your enjoyment. God want to teach you what love is. God want to teach you what dating is. He want to show you what it means. But unfortunately, what do we do? We pick beneath our privilege. Sometimes we feel that, well, you know, I can't do any better because, you know, I, you know, I, I did some wrong and all this, all that. It's time for you to forgive yourself. It's time for you to love yourself. You know, when God forgets, see, we have to understand God's forgiveness, and it's not like ours. As long as we are holding on to guilt, it's handicapping us from seeing who we really are in the eyesight of God, hindering us from accepting who God has and what God has for us. I'ma tell you something. Some people, like I mentioned earlier, some people they feel that, well, you know what, um I, I I've done some things in the past and they don't, they, they, they get scared. You know, understand God did not give us the spirit of fear, but a power love and assignment with me self-discipline. So God didn't give us the spirit of fear. The devil did. The devil going to try to bring fear to make you miss what God has for you. And I'm going to tell you something. There's somebody right now, I'm really seeing somebody right now, somebody right now feel like, well, you know what, you know, uh, 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 they, they they might be too good for me, or you know I I might I might mess things up. I've I've never been taught about love. You know uh, I, I'm I don't know what to do. I might be scared. You might be scared. You know what? Talk to God about it. But first of all, you know making sure that you're ready, ready to be loved. Number one, be loved by God. Be loved by yourself. Like I said, it's okay for you to be by yourself. It's okay. It's healthy. When I got into high school, there was a class called study hall. And study hall was designed for you to study whatever subject that you need between classes. You might need to do a homework assignment for the next grade or for the next class or whatever, for whatever reason that you want, even if you want to just take a nap. It's okay. Study hall was for you to study or do whatever you need to do at that particular time. So God allowed this time for you to have study hall for you to know who you are in him. Know who you are so that way you won't have to sell it for less. But also God wants you to love yourself and appreciate yourself. Quit damaging God's property. You're God's property. You're God's personal child. You're God's child. God does not want you to allow the devil to trespass and destroy what God made and who God made. God made you with a purpose and a plan, but God does not want you to start dealing and continue to deal with these people who don't know who you really are and understand they don't know who you really are because they don't care who he really is. God has so much for you, and he does not want you to deal with that stuff. It's more to you than meets the eye. It's more for you to be able to understand who you really are and how you really are. But God wants you to be able to appreciate who you are, so that way you can go ahead and receive what God has and who God has for you. But until you do that, until you do that, you're going to be chasing an empty dream. You know, when we don't know who we are, we deprive ourselves and we deprive our children. And sometimes we're fishing, we're looking for something and we don't know what we're looking for. That's a bad feeling. But now it's time for you to find out who you're looking for and what you're looking for. You might be looking for love. You might be looking for happiness. And that can only be found in Jesus Christ. You might be looking for forgiveness. God want to forgive you. And I'm going to tell you like this. So many people feel that, well, I did so much, so it's going to take me to do so much for me to be forgiven. Uh Uh-uh. What you need to do, ask God to forgive you, and if there are some people that you may need to make amends to, do that. Apologize. And even if that person don't receive it, that ain't your responsibility to make sure that they receive it. It's your responsibility to make sure, hey, look here, I ask for forgiveness. That's it. But even if there's somebody that may have wronged you, forgive them. <laughs> you know, Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They didn't realize who they didn't realize who he really was. But no matter what, even if someone who may have done you wrong, you know what? I found out when people do us wrong, pertaining to relationships and stuff, it's a good thing. <laughs> it sounds crazy. What What are you saying? It's a good thing. It's good for them to treat you crazy so that way you recognize they're not the one for you. That's good. It's, you know, back in the day when somebody did me wrong, when somebody broke over me, then you need to, <laughs> you know, I, I would take it hard, but now Shoot, let somebody say, I'm done with you. Oh, okay. I helped them pack. You know, thank you. I even give them gas money. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you for leaving. Because when you leave, that means they give God access to bring the right one or for me to go to the right one. You have to be okay with people leaving. So many people, they're afraid. Like I said, they're afraid of being alone to know you who you are. You have to know who you are. You are no good for others if you're not good to yourself. But in order for you to be good to others, you have to know who you are and be good to yourself. Relationship, all it is, is thinking about, first of all, your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself. You have to have a relationship with yourself. And understand, Don't you can't hate and expect somebody to love you or for you to give somebody love and you're not give yourself love. you know, good for others if you know no good to yourself. You got to take care of home first. It's just like if I try to take care of somebody else's child and abandon mine. No. You have to take care of yourself. You got to take care of home first. Does that mean being selfish in the wrong people's eyes? Of course they're going to talk about you being selfish or you, you act like you too good. That's the wrong person. But the right people, they're going to say, Hey, look, I don't blame you. Hey, look, you need to take care of yourself because the real person, the right person, they're going to have your best interest at heart. They're going to say, Hey, look here, take care of yourself. Even when you try to do for them, I I appreciate Look, look, Take care of yourself first. But the wrong person, all they're going to do is, well, you need to do this for me. You need to do that for me. You're going to run yourself out, and you're going to end up, look here, why they eat eating like a fat calf, and you up here starving like Marvin. No. You got to be able to understand you're more important to that, more important than that. So you have to make sure that you allow God to help you to be spiritually sensitive, being aware, discern who these people really are. Because like I said, everybody comes in your path, they are not your assignment. And, of course, I'm going to say it like this. I was thinking about the other day. There are some people, they can go to a game, uh, let's say ba- baseball or uh, basketball game. They can go to a basketball game. They purchased a ticket for one game. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But then there are other people who are season ticket holders. In other words, they're going to be there. The team can rely upon them. But like I said, can the team rely upon that person, this person, one ticket for one event, for one game? No. Because what happens if they just go to the game one time, hey, they may not they may not want to go to another game. Season ticket holder is reliable. They not already they already fronted the money. In other words, they're committed to that the uh team for the whole season. Regardless if they winning or losing, they already paid up. They look, they got they got All they need for the whole season. And there are some people that are just like that. You got to look at people like that. There are some people, they come into our path, they have a one interest into our life. A one-time interest in our life. And those type of people, hey, look, appreciate you. You came into my life. Hey, appreciate you. You gave me this. You showed me that or whatever. Or you allow me to deposit to you fine and find a dandy. But the season ticket holders are the ones that, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, but you can't make, you cannot make a person that has a one ticket event, you can't make them a season ticket holder. They already let you know they're not loyal. They already let you know I'm not committed to this. You know I can't. I'm, I can't support you. But so many times we are we are looking for support from people that not supportive. In other words, you got to change the way you think. The Bible tells us, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." And a lot of times people just think pertaining to oh, they just pertaining to spiritual things. That pertains to life in general. This life right here, God is trying to help us to succeed, live the abundant life, and what we're dealing with is not the abundant life God has for us. No, So we have to understand, stop beating and attacking yourself. Stop punishing yourself. And I know people can say, I'll put it like this, ain't no excuse good enough for you punishing yourself. And like I said, regardless if it's physical allowing people to talk to you any kind of way treating you any kind of way or even you abusing yourself you're precious your body is the temple of the holy ghost god resides in you if you accept him as your personal savior but also I, i love who I am. And I and I'm telling you from personal experience cuz I used to deal with low self-esteem. So I can talk about it on both sides. I can talk about how I felt to feel less than um who God made me to be. <clears throat> I knew how I feel to not sabotage but to not love myself, not like myself. I know I know how that feels. I used to do that when I was young. I used to hate looking into the mirror. But now I can look in the mirror, I'm not saying I'm you know the best looking guy in the group, in the world. I don't even pay attention to that. My thing is make sure that I'm groomed, make sure that I have some smell good on, and also make sure that I look in the mirror and appreciate who God made. I now can look in the mirror and say, you know what? Where I used to look in the mirror and look at the bad qualities about me. I used to look at oh how my uh where my eyebrows are, my forehead put up. And it's, it's, it's big right here on oh, my eyes. I hate the way my eyes look. I hate the way my nose look. I hate the way this look. And God's saying, but I made you in my image. So how about you start looking at the beautiful things I invested into you? Look at the things that I put into you. And you know what? I was looking at myself as ugly because of some of the people I would listen to that were calling me ugly, calling me names. But I found that I had to forgive them, but I found that the reason why they were calling me names and trying to put me down because they were feeling down upon themselves. So we have to know who we are. So when people call us out of our name or out of our character, then we can recognize that, like, look at it. that's how they feel about themselves. That's why they see themselves. I don't see myself that way, and God didn't say that I was that way either. So that's something we have to look at. So being a matter of fact, if someone said, uh, "If you listen to that conversation, it will tell you a lot about themselves." Yes. What we have to do? Stop talking so much. And listen, you know, even in the Bible, it told us Samson, Samson, the strongest man that ever lived, he lost his power. He lost his anointing. Why? Who made him lose his power? Some people would say Delilah. It was not Delilah. It was himself. Where is his strength at? When Delilah cut his hair, he recognized, oh, the anointing was gone when he woke up. But when did he lose his strength? When did he lose his anointing? When did he lose his power? You know when? When he told Delilah his whole heart, told Delilah his oath, his covenant, if we start listening more and talking less, we'll know more about the people that are in our face. We'll know the Delilahs or the Daryls that the devil sends. So we need to start listening. Stop talking and listening. And also, stop telling people what you, you know, But well, I want a man, the last man I had, he did it. I, I don't want, uh-uh. I'm going to tell you like this. One of the things I always tell people, number one, you never have to tell a person how to treat your heart. Never. If you te- if you have to tell them how to treat your heart, you don't need them. That's the wrong one. It's just like me going to a five-star restaurant, and I'm going there to enjoy some, some good food, and I got to go in the kitchen to teach the chef how to cook. Oh, no, that dog ain't going to hunt. No, no, no. So so how to treat your heart. If you feel like you got to teach them, then they're the wrong one. But you have to be okay with dismissing them. Sometimes you have to give people an early dismissal so they can go ahead and go on. Because the quicker you can get them out, the sooner God can bring the right one in. But also, the sooner you can get healed, the sooner they won't be contaminating you, they leave less damage or sometimes no damage, the quicker you get the wrong people out of your life and out of your mind. But what happens, the more we listen to the wrong people, the more we listen to the negative people, we end up getting corrupted ourselves. So being able to just recognize and listen Stop talking. Stop telling people. Well, see, I want a man that does it. So many times we end up getting a counterfeit or we meeting a person's representative based upon what we already told them, based upon the information we give them. We tell them how to act to fool us. We tell them what to do to convince us they're the right one when, in fact, they're the wrong one. Well, I want a man that's saved, and I want a man that, uh-uh. You look and you see him, he already exhibiting those qualities, then that's good. Watch, and don't be in a rush when God's trying to show you the red flags. The devil going to always try to show you the best qualities of the wrong person. And God is trying to show you the real qualities of the wrong person, <laughs> You know, just point blank. So I, I, just, I just wanted to just bring this up. And like I said, I really, really thank God for the opportunity to come and share with y'all some things. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny, like I said, where uh, right when you start talking about matters of the heart or right when you start talking about certain things, that's when things just act. That's when things just go crazy. That's when the devil going to always try to show his tail. Excuse me. But it's okay, and it's going to be all right. No matter what you dealt with, it's going to be all right. The main thing is give it to God, release it to Him. So no matter what you dealt with, allow this to be the opportunity for God to help you to understand who you are, for God to help you to be able to. Breathe again and give everything over to him. And understand, God does not want you to torture or torment yourself anymore based upon things that you may have done in the past that you may regret. You know what? If you really think about it, I don't know anybody who have ever not made any mistakes. There are some people right now, you know, even those, I've seen those who may have gone to prison. And you know what? Now they have their rights back because they have already paid their debt to society. But you know what? You have already paid your debt to yourself if you beyond your mistakes. If your mistakes are in your past, make peace with your past so you can enjoy your present in your future. So nobody can do it for you. You got to want to do it for yourself. And like I said, life is too short for you to punish yourself over mistakes that happened years ago, and everybody else forgave you. And you can easily forgive somebody else first. You can easily forgive someone quicker than you forgive yourself. That ain't fair. It's time for you to be able to release those things over to God and allow him to help you. With everything that you need for you to be able to just go on with your life and enjoy the purpose and plan God has for you. So, as we get ready to wrap it up, let's throw away those regrets, those missed opportunities that you may feel that you know what, I sh- if I had if I hadn't mess with this guy, then. I would have had a better baby father or I regret dealing with him or I regret dealing with her, all that stuff. Okay? We can't Look, we can't unwind the time anymore. We never could. You can't cry over spilled milk. You can't pick up the water that you drop in the stream and the river. So... What do we do? We make peace. We forgive ourselves. Like I said, we forgive those who have hurt us. We ask God to help us to forgive ourselves and also be able to thank God for his grace and his mercy that has allowed us to one more day for us to be able to experience his grace and his mercy. For him to be able to really just help us. Help us to be able to. Love, help us to be able to forgive, but most importantly, help us to be able to experience the abundant life that he has for us. God told us, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness, and it's not just pertaining to eternal life that he has for us, but also for us to enjoy the abundant life, the quality of life right here here on earth. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to ask you all if you have any uh prayer request. If you have anything before God, we're going to meet up. We're going to give everything to him right now. You know, God told us in his word, cast all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. But also, just in case you may not be saved, just in case you may feel like, well, you know what? Uh, uh, God doesn't want me. No, he does want you. And look here, you ain't got to get yourself right to go to God. God said, come just as you are. Come right now. Don't wait. Why delay? Look here. Why wait another day when God wants you to yield Himself, yield yourself over to him for you to be able to start your brand new day, your brand new life right now? Romans 10 and 9 tells us thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the time for you to be able to give everything over to God. It's not hard. I tell people now, I grew up in church and all this stuff, and I've seen, and so many times people used to make being saved sound so hard, so complicated. But when I begin to really, really know God for myself and realize, hey, look, He loves me. Being saved ain't hard. Being saved ain't a set of rules, but you can't do this, can't do that. No, God wants you to have fun, but he tells us and shows us what true fun really is, and it's in him. It's really fun being saved. It's really fun understanding how much you are loved by God. God loves us so much, and he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to have a relationship with us in spite of our past. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die, past, in our current, so we can have a future with him. So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs, you know your concerns. Anything that may be going on in your life that you feel like you don't want to give to God or you can't give to God, that's the exact thing you need to give to God. There are no problems too big or too small that God can't handle. So we're going to touch the grief. We're going to give to God right now. We're going to come together as a family. And pray and touch and agree. No matter what it is, even if there's a loved one that you know who ain't saved, who ain't delivered, we're gonna hold them up before God. No matter what it is, there's nothing too hard for God. And it don't t- it doesn't take God long to move. As long as we can get out the way, God can get in. But most of the time, the reason why a lot of our prayers aren't answered, a lot of our uh, needs aren't met, is because we in the way. If we can get out the way, then he can get in the way and fulfill the purpose of plan he has for us. And bam, fix that problem or meet that need. And I thought about it. If God can make the heaven and the earth and make man and all that stuff within six days. The seventh day he rested. I mean, you think about it. All this was created within six days, including us. Within six days? Think about it. If God can do all that within six days, imagine what he could do, uh, how long it would take him to fix your little problem that's within this world. Think about it. If God created the heaven and earth on the first day, what about him fixing the problem that's pertaining to a heaven or earth pertaining to you? It doesn't take him long. So what's the hold up? It ain't him. It's us. <laughs> so let's give everything to God who wants him for all. Be having the Father to be coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, we ask you, God to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's not like you, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, clean us, God, and make us whole. God, we ask you, God, right now, God, look upon our hearts and our minds, God. And God, we ask God to forgive us, God. God, ask you, God, to forgive us, God, and help us, God, to forgive ourselves. God, we ask you, God, right now, God, to help us to know you, God, who you really are, God. Help us, God, to know your identity and to know our identity in you. So, God, we ask you, God, to help us, God, to no longer beat ourselves up or punish ourselves or hate ourselves, God. Whatever that we have been holding on to, pertaining to, Uh, uh, um, uh, unforgiveness or regrets. God, we ask God to help us, God, to release everything over to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking right now, God. There are so many people that are living beneath their spiritual privilege, God. And God, we even know that there are those who may feel like you want them to punish themselves, or they think it. They take it upon themselves to punish themselves because they think that you're trying to punish them, or you want to punish them. So, God, help us, God, to understand, God, what love is. Your love, God, not just from you, but even to ourselves, right now, God. Help us, God, to release every unforgiveness, not just towards others, but even towards ourselves. God, we ask you to help us, God, to make peace with our past. God, help us, God to be able to understand, God, that the debt been paid through the blood of Jesus. So, God, we ask God to help us, God, to move beyond our past, to live beyond our past and live the life that you have for us right now, in the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for. We send them back to the pits of hell right now, in the name of Jesus. We bind every generational curse. We bind every negative word, every negative action that may have transpired in the hearts and mind, of the lives of your people right now, in the name of Jesus. God, we seek God that you remove every negative thought that might have been implanted by somebody even if it was a friend or family or ex or whoever god be speaking right now god that you release every negative word right now filter out every foolish word every foolish act right now out of their spirit right now in the name of jesus god be speaking god even if there are so who may be sabotaging their purpose, sabotaging their blessings. God, help them right now to understand that they're only doing damage to themselves right now. In the name of Jesus, help them to understand, God, that you have love for them. And God, we even ask God, for those who might have been seeking love, but they would rather be in a bad relationship than no relationship at all, help them to understand, God, that you have their best interest at heart. If they can wait and trust you, God, pertaining to love, help them to Understand that you are concerned about their courtship, you are concerned about their marital status. But God help them to understand right now, God, that there is the way, God, that need to be treated. But most importantly, God, you're the one that authorized love, you're the one that authorized marriage, God. So God help them to understand if they wait and trust on you, they will have the healthy relationship that will be productive, that will be a blessing and not a curse. Right now, in the name of Jesus and Lord, we even speaking right now, God. We're God that you break every generational curse God there's a pattern within the family, God. There's a pattern within friendship, God, pertaining to staying into toxic relationships or abusive relationships. We're speaking, God, that you help your people to be aware and bring them to safety right now. God, help us, got to be aware of the red flags quicker, God, and respond in obedience, God. Help us to understand that we can't change people, but, God, only you can change them if they want to be changed. So, God, help us, God, to trust you even with... With other people's change right now in the name of jesus god we thank you lord even for those who may be hurting right now god regardless of what they're dealing with those who may be dealing with low self-esteem god raise them up and let them know who they are in you right now god in the name of jesus god we speaking god for those who may be grieving right now god comfort them be with them right now in the name of jesus Massage their heart right now, God. God, we understand, God, even pertaining to grief. Some things we just don't know. Some things we just don't understand. There may be more questions than answers. So, God, help them understand that you are concerned about those questions. You want to hear their questions. It's okay to even hear their cry right now. In the name of Jesus, help them to understand, God, you're there to comfort those who need comfort in right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for those who may be needing help healing, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking of that you raise them up right now, God. God, we thank you right now, God, how you raise up Kendall Davis right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for raising him up, God. Thank you, Lord, for healing him, God. Continue to minister to their family right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you what you're doing for Tracy, Tracy Nave, God, Tracy Cotton Nave, God. Continue to bring healing to our body right now. We're holding her up before you right now, God. Miss Stephanie Jackson right now, God, holding her up before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, anybody else that may need healing right now, God, touch and heal their bodies right now from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet god we're speaking god that you line up every cell every tissue every organ every bone lined up with healing and wholeness, Line up with your word right now god in the name of jesus and god be speaking right now god those who may have dealt with a bad relationship a toxic relationship god even those who may be in an abusive relationship god we're speaking god that you bring them safety right now god Open up an avenue, God, for them to have a way of escape right now. And, God, we're speaking, God, for those who may have had a broken heart, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them to understand, God, that true love still exists, God. Help them not to give up on love and help them not to give up on life nor give up on you, God. But so, God, help them to understand, God, even in the midst of a bad relationship or a broken relationship or even the end of a relationship, God, we speak God that we count everything all joy right now. In spite of, we count it all joy. God, we thank you, Lord, for even having our best interest at in heart right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. We say, Amen, Amen, Amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Once again, I thank y'all for y'all' patience. You know, I thank y'all so, so, so much. Um, If y'all want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. B-R-O-T-H-E-R Prater. P.S. and Paul. R-A-T-S and Tom. E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. You can see my daily devotions and also my videos. But also, you can catch me on my website at www.brotherprater.com You see my daily devotion to upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to my store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. Also, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. That book is uh, very dear to me. It's uh, uh, pertaining to the relationship between myself and my Belated, my, latest sister, my late sister Sheila Prater um, I thank y'all so much for tuning in and once again know that I'm praying for each and every one of you all I don't have to know you all by name but I appreciate y'all's support know that I'm here for you all and the best is yet to come and thank God for another chance for life and for love so thank you thank you thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast God bless you and good night.